Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Faka Mo'oni. This is a faith-based Christian podcast where we talk about increasing and helping others, lifting others up and healing those who have been hurt. So on our last podcast, we kind of got a little deep, kind of went into some things that aren't the funnest to talk about. Um, we went in to what happened to me as a child or as a youth from the age of 12 until I was 16. I was sexually abused by a family member um, and how that kind of worked out. For me, the biggest, the highlight of that was the day that it ended and when I was able to be comforted by someone who joined me um, and held my hand throughout it. Even though I was all by myself, there was someone there holding my hand. And that knowledge that during my lowest times, my Father in Heaven was still there for me, no matter what. Um, we also talked about why the switch that I made, the switch that I made from going down the road of prostitution, that was what I was considering in order to make money for the family and because I thought that I was ruined. Let's clarify that for, for, the, for the audience. So just as a clarification... Kay never actually got into prostitution. <laughs> of the way course. She, the way she, she worded that, it sounded as if she did. But I wasn't, I wasn't done, that's why. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that we unwrapped that a little bit, just so that people understood. So I was kind of at a crossroads in my life where I was thinking about going into prostitution. Um, and then... The thought came to my mind, and it was not me telling me, but my Father in Heaven who told me that I was worth more than that, and that I was still his daughter, that I wasn't, I wasn't as dirty as I felt, basically. Which was probably another turning point for me because then I began questioning what I wanted out of life, what I was going to do, and how I was going to do it. And that's when I had the thought and began to question my religion. In my thoughts of questioning my religion, I remembered the you promise in Malachi that talked about the law of tithing, that if you don't believe in the law of tithing, go ahead, try it, and you will see the blessings whether you believe it or not. And so for me, that's what I did. I was said, okay, fine. I'm going to live the principles of the gospel because I did not believe that there was anything within the practices that I was practicing that would 
that would make my Heavenly Father upset. And so that was what I did. And I have never turned back from following those principles because it was obvious to me and it continues to be that when I'm following the principles and when I'm doing as my Father in Heaven asks of me, that was what I was considering. He continually blesses me and he gives me the strength to be able to do anything and everything that I'm supposed to be doing and everything that he wants for me. And do you find sometimes um, that when you do those things, it's not necessarily what he wants for himself? But I wasn't, I wasn't, that's why. And then you find that that's exactly what you've always wanted. Okay, so... So because we're talking about today, we're actually talking about the process of where where um, Kathleen found um, found peace and healing, and how did she find that peace and healing? Because a lot of the questions after the last podcast was how like all the details, the finite details of what happened, who felt what, and who said what, and how did this work out? I think the real question was the fact that. People were looking for the I process to from where you went from that I being wasn't uh, traumatized by this abuse I wasn't as to as I feeling felt, like you were healed because basically. and now and Which now you have the capacity probably, to go out and help heal. Is that well? Is and that it, right? it's been it's for me. been quite a journey because, because I, I think that a lot of people. Um, especially in my immediate what circle, out of life, they were just looking to, to try and, and help me heal. How I was going More than trying to heal, heal themselves, they were trying to help me heal. They I were the doing anything and everything. Um, when so let's this just back up a little religion. bit. Are we talking about back then when it in actually occurred, when it first religion. occurred, you had people in your life that, looked, that, that were looking for a solution, a, a resolution for, to help you? Or are you so, talking about now after timing? people have heard the, the podcast? Try it. So, well, let's back and it up. Let's go through both of them. Okay. So, when so it me, came out, so when this happened, I was nobody said, knew okay, what was going fine. on. So, it happened when I was 12 years old. It started when I was 12 years old. The first time it happened, I told my mom, and we kind of, I kind of just made it like I was... That would make so in disbelief upset. that it happened, that and I so made up excuses and whatnot, and we just kind of dropped it and forgot about it. So you made up excuses and whatnot. Let's go ahead and like obvious uh, dive into that a little bit because what did that sound like? What did that? When I'm following, how exactly did that come about? What was the conversation like? Because well, the conversation was all in my head. Continually blesses me. It was my conversation that I had. To be able to and do it hold on for a second because that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So what I'm, I'm trying to drive the point I'm trying to my drive that is that so you would it me. mentioned it to your mom, but the next qu- the next question behind um, that is what did your mom do after after you said right. that? Right. So that was the whole thing. Was I was just giving excuses. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it was this. Maybe that this is this is something that. So let's go back to that. Okay. You were just a kid. So, it was the first time it happened. We're talking about today. We're actually talking right? about the and that's when you did tell your mom. Yes. So when you did tell your mom, the conversation sounded like. 
mom's happened, but I don't think that it was my. F- I don't think that it was anything other than a lot of the questions. This, this, and this. Well, it was the so help help the audience understand that your mom. You realize how old I am? That was like. I get that, but we're we have to we have to go back in and dive into that because that's the point of of trying to process the the healing part. Right, <laughs> because like people uh, would need to know what it sounds like because if it if it affected them or if, if a similar situation happened to that to them, then then they might need to know well, what it, it sounds like. How did it occur? What did quite a journey you say? Because I think that a lot of people, especially in my immediate circle, they were just looking to try and help me heal. Like the person more than trying their perpetrator themselves, they were trying to help me heal. So I wasn't I wasn't trying to witness protect him i was trying to make sense of it and it didn't make any sense it never made sense to me so i i told her what had happened so and then i just started rattling off excuses of maybe i was dreaming maybe this really didn't happen maybe it was this maybe it was that i don't remember i just remember being so confused it happened when i was and not quite understanding it the first time it happened that I just told my mom made up kept on making up excuses I kind of and we just made it like I was um so in disbelief that it then that I made up excuses and whatnot and you said, we just kind of forgot this about happened. it. So you made up this is what it sounds like. Whatnot. Let's you go said, ahead and like, mom, this happened. Dive into that a Your little mom bit. Said, what did that okay. sound like? When and then you made an excuse. How and exactly then you dropped did that come it? And about? then she what, just let it go. Like? Because yeah, well, the conversation was all in my head. And I kept on denying that it had. And it hold on that's for a second because that doesn't to. really make a whole lot because, like, of sense. Because, like, as you're knowing your mom, drive, the she wouldn't have let that go if she well, knew that it, it so happened. So, the next wrong, time mom, the next that I told her was the last time that it happened. And and my mother would not let me leave her sight. Maybe it didn't happen. She wanted me right next to her. She wanted to make sure that I was safe. So, let's go back to that. You were just a kid. It was the first time it happened. You were 12. Right. Mom, this and happened, and I don't think mom. it happened. Yes. And then so when it did you did happen, or mom, it didn't happen. The conversation so that could have been really like, confusing for you, Mom. mom That's a very confusing statement for me. It is. It was a very confusing time. Like I said, I was completely confused. Well, I was completely in shock. Help the audience understand. That's the question for you. You realize how old I am? That was like... I get that. But we we have to go back in and dive into that because that's She was going through the same emotions that I was. That she didn't believe it. She didn't know what to do. She was like, okay, well, you know... I mean, what does... If a similar situation happened to them... Then, then they might need to know okay. what did it sound okay. like, how did it occur, and I'm not what trying did you to say anything. And what does it usually sound like when a victim is trying to of what um, of protect like, of the events of what happened? Because I think like that the there might have well, and I don't know that either. was that yeah. was built up. So I wasn't I wasn't trying to protect him. I was trying to make sense of it, and it didn't make any sense. It never made sense to me. So I told her what had happened, and 
then you know, I just started rattling no off excuses. Oh, absolutely. Maybe I was drinking. Yeah, and that was and that was the the hard part was that because I don't remember. I just remember being so confused. And not quite I'm understanding it. She's she's that my mother, just, and she yeah. made up, kept on making. We'll blame herself for anything and, and everything. We that. just kind of dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Is it her responsibility? Yeah. Um. So so yeah, of course she did. Then wow, and um, up until that's really the podcast came out, like, she had no idea that it had said, continued on. This is what you said, Mom. For as happened. long as it had. This is what it sounds like. She had. You said, Mom, this no happened. Clue. She she thought there was the first time and there was the last time. She thought that that was it. And then she just let it go. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I kept making excuses. So that opened the can. I kept on making It has for a lot of people. This was um, why it has been kind of difficult to share. Because because knowing your mom, she wouldn't have let that go. It puts a lot of my family kind of in a rough spot. That I told her was the last time that it happened. I, this, and this and whole my mother would not right let There's me leave her there, sight. And I, I mean, she wanted me know, right next to her. She wanted to make sure that some, I was safe. And it's called crucial conversations. And, I, and we were the time that you started. Um, with how's it going? Mom, this happened. Uh, and, and I don't think it happened. And then at the time that I found out about this. So that could this, have been um, an author of the book that's actually here in the statement. It is. It was a very confusing they, time. Like they, I said, yeah, I like was completely confused. The way, so I was completely in that, shock. That's the question. You have a conversation that's with the question uh, for whoever, you, like for your mom, um, is that it is, like, that's going through whatever it is that they're going time. through. But, but a lot of uh, the conversations she was going through the same emotions that I was. That she didn't believe it. She didn't know what to do. She was um, like, okay, well, you know, dialogue. I mean, yeah, what? Asking yeah. those specific questions. <clears throat> yeah, just did. like uh, like finite questions. And even though it might be hard, okay. just knowing that like you're and I'm in not a, trying uh, to blame uh, any person. In a conversation where you trust the other You're in a safe place. Yeah, the other person. Because I think implicitly that you... Well, and I don't... a lot of guilt so that you can have that conversation and know that it's not... That it would still be okay to have that conversation. And be able to like here. get through those um, emotions, so be, that way uh, it can help heal. So this is that, part of the process that we're talking that about. You, is that like, like it's taken um, someone like me you know, more than. There's no blame on this. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, and that was and that was the 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 hard part was because I think I mean it's always just a. Forgive of she did. and forget. She's she's and everything mother, in between. She, there is no process. So we want to we'll so, herself so the for whole point of this conversation that. right now with me and Kathleen. <laughs> is it her responsibility? Why, is being able to break down that process so, so that yeah, you understand of course she did. that and, there is a process. Um, up until okay the podcast to, like, came out, she had no idea that it had continued on that's gone through a situation for as long as it had. And that she you know, this is this is where the healing starts and she thought there was the first time and this is what it could potentially look she like thought that it, that was it, it if it had occurred to you wow that's tough right? yeah right? oh so you have no. the conversation so that opened that, the can um, of worms as it has for a lot of people your, this was um why it has been kind of difficult to share was because right okay go ahead it puts a lot of my family kind of in a rough spot. So after the the, the last time um something my mom did do was she let all of 
There's his a book family there no. I mean, so well, he let all of our family of know some, um, some what had but happened. This is a big thing. This is a big thing because this, this never, was ever, really ever, ever, ever. This would never ever happen if it was area, just our like if it was just this. our family, right? So just this, go ahead. Um, and the author of the book is actually here in Utah somewhere. Write that down. Just explain that. Explain that process and why we're talking about this because the whole point is that like. Your mom have a conversation How did she do it? Like, she wrote everybody a letter. She wrote everybody the same letter. She explained what had happened. And then she delivered it to everybody's houses. Just having a very direct... Yes, this is before email, before cell phones, and dial that fun technology. Asking So we actually hand-delivered all of these letters to all everybody's houses. Which is interesting because, like, this is the intriguing part about it. Kathleen's mom is... In a conversation where you trust the other... You're in a safe place. Yeah, so my mom is... So mix. She is a bunch so of different things, but basically, Spanish and Balinese is the most mostly what she is. Right. So Balinese meaning emotions. Yep. That way, so it can help heal. So yeah. Kathleen's mom and my mom was also married very young. She was married at the age of seventeen. More than so. Seventeen. I thought she was eighteen. But you're <laughs> well, it was a month before her 18th family, birthday. Because of the way our family. So that so the whole point that I'm trying to make here is the fact that she marries into um, a culture, a completely different culture, and everything in between. There is um, under her own understanding. So we want. So so the whole point of this conversation right now is differently from what we talk about a lot historically. Is being able to break. No, our family. Yeah, like our family wouldn't. Well, culturally, but see, the thing is, is everybody always questioned like create a situation. How much of our culture that we knew? Because me and my siblings, all being what we call Afikasi and only half Thai, um, we knew a lot of our culture, and that was all due to my mom. (laughs) Yeah, because she's great at that. But what I'm saying is that, like, the last time with your, but that wasn't part of the culture. Dynamic followed a very different process. Of healing, it was just forgive, forget. Well, so after the the, the last time, um, something my mom did do was she let thing, all it didn't of make a lot of sense his family. Yeah, no. forgot. Like so, well, he let all of our family know as a human being. Um, what Everybody had happened? A this is a big thing. This is a big thing because this was really ever ever and. It's of just that like forgive thing. portion. If it was right, just our but what I'm saying is like once you get family, to the right? point so where you're forgiving, there's still more steps that you can thin slice. Just explain that process and why we're talking about this because you're okay with it. with it that they've separated themselves from. How did you do it? She wrote everybody a letter. She wrote everybody the same letter. She explained what had happened, and then she delivered it to everybody's between the forgiveness phase and the yes, let it go phase. Before email, oh, I'll be before cell phones. And it's not just forget, forget, technology. let go. Yeah. So, so like we a, actually hand delivered all of these yeah, letters to all of them. Which is and and interesting because, like, this is the interesting part about it. Kathleen's mom is it so that you can help somebody else. Then don't then do that. Yeah. So my mom is right because it could look like that too. We're not saying this was this was 
one of my things Spanish was I was always taught the most forgive and forget move on what right. she is right. that, so that's the family dynamic right. so yep. right. that final so, night um, when my mom so caught yeah, me so and, mom, and my mom was also married me very because yeah, no, again in the kitchen, right? no I was no, reading right. my scriptures in the kitchen and she was just this was right after well it was a month before her and she was getting upset at me like what are you doing and I was looking for the through the scriptures trying to find out how into um, a culture a completely I could culture not forgive and she own, told me she was all like there's no way that's not there she yeah. but the one thing I found I think that exactly also family. was not there no our family, yeah like our family wouldn't well have, culturally but so see I think is, is everybody do not have to forget and that was um, an eye opener for me of our culture oh. that we need. That you so do have to forgive, but you don't have to forget. Backing All being what we call Afikasi and only half talking. Um, we knew a lot um, of our culture. Back and listen. that yeah, was all due also, to my mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, because she's great at that. But what yeah. I'm saying is that has been led up to the fact that but that wasn't part of the culture. The person who followed a very different process made his way to she made herself forget. Like she locked herself in honestly i didn't even pray for it i didn't pray for her i was trying to forgive portion she was how to get away how to get away from him and not kill him and still yeah and stay out of jail <laughs> there really was. There really was. If there was a gun in that, in that where you're okay with it, she has the she has the the situation that they can see, look at it objectively without having it re-traumatize that she feels somebody holding her hand. And so there's a lot of steps in between the forgiveness phase and the apologizing to her. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just forgive, forgive. Like the mind has to be forgive, process the situation. Not figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> and so then if you want to forget it, forget it. If you don't have to forget it because you have to because you have to be able to use it so that you can help somebody else, then don't then do that. So right? Because it could look like that too. We're not saying this was this was way to do this. This was one of my things. Was I was always taught that forgive and forget, move on. Because that's the family dynamic. So that final night when my mom caught me. And caught me because again, crying in the kitchen, right? No, I was reading my scriptures in the kitchen, right? And she was just this was right after the incident, and she was getting upset at me, like, "What are you doing?" And I was looking for the script through the scriptures, trying to find out how. I could not forgive, and she told me she's all like, "There's no way." That that's not there. Yep. Yeah. And but the one thing I found that, said anything like that, that also was not there was the she, she finds nothing about having to forget. Have I, have to forget. Yes. You do forget not have to forget. And that was an eye opener for me. That you do have to forgive, but you don't have to forget. Backing it up to the end of Well, my whole thing was the how many times do I gotta forgive this guy? Seven times seven. Come back and like, nope. Seven times seven. Try that again. The crux of everything that happened led up to the fact that the 
Um, per- so, the person my mom hands out all of these letters to um, um, all made the his family. Way to, she let's made know what happened to me. Like she locked herself in and a trailer and then hid up in uh, like hid in the trailer and he knew that he was in, she was in the trailer so he tried letters. to unlock the trailer and she he prayed wasn't for supposed help to. and that's where she felt him and his dad have the same name so while it was addressed to his dad so honestly i didn't even pray for it. it okay i didn't pray because for because help i was trying to figure out was also she was how to get away from him yeah how to get away from him and not kill him and yeah, and stay out of jail. <laughs> there really was. There really was. Not there was a gun in that in that trailer that I didn't honest, know anything about. Like, I thought everybody so was going to turn their back on. She has on the. Um, she has the. She has the opportunity but for to him, actually kill him not to turn his back in, on me. And at the same time, was, that, uh, she's that she feels somebody holding her hand. He gets into the trailer and then he breaks down and starts. I knew um, that I could get through it, her, and then leaves. So. I only like the, my first thought was when she I said something like that. Some support was that not only was from somebody holding her hand, somebody must have been up and in his ear at the I, same time that he was trying to get up into the to the trailer. He didn't thing, saying, look you know, down what on exactly me. Exactly, is it that you you or, feel like you're gonna do? Yeah. And when he gets into the trailer, that's when he like nearly Think breaks of me down as because, less like, than he, it must have occurred to him that he was he loved me not in his right mind and okay so that was just the, like just, that was just that like was you know in, just bringing it, it down for, for you in a, like love. a quick five second not, and it was hard for me to in a, a quick brief um, overview feel of like the actual incident, I was worth which something. then leads her to the kitchen because when she's finally another she finally thing happened like that, that, that the same day was your dad came over nope it wasn't that day but it was my dad meaning uh, situation Uncle like, Love. she my, gets back into the house is, and is reading um, her scriptures and that's when she tries to look for the how do I is, find a way to not have to forget like this person my adopted dad yep. and instead of sister. finding a scripture that said anything like that she finds a scripture that she, no. she finds nothing about my having to forget to forget about which is awesome because yeah. So go ahead. I will work so he came over to the house and he gave me a hug. Forgive everybody. No. Well, my whole thing was the how many times me, do I gotta forgive this guy? Was seven times seven? And he's like, I, nope. I was seven times uncle. seventy. Try I that again. Seven, seven, oh my gosh, yeah. this is appropriate. This is okay. Oh, I am okay with him. I am safe with him. So you know, that's the my mom hands out all of these letters to um, all the family. Like, Let's I, them know I what was, happened to me. For some and reason, even though we like we're so much alike, my we only, we only fight cousin each other because we're so much alike. Those letters. He wasn't supposed to. But anyway, she was. Him and his dad have the same name. So while it was addressed to his dad, he picked it up and read it. Because everything that was his dad was also his. So for me, you said. Um, for him I felt like what real not like to turn his back on me because real, to be honest I thought everybody was going to turn their back on me yeah but for him not to turn his back on me was because he knew how much I was hurting and I thought a point in my life where I knew that I could get through it happy birthday dad you know like because I knew I had some After support she away, she be, like, she from gave, those that I loved. She gave us all to, and she, well, she separated that I, and then Auntie Mele was the one who that said, he didn't look down on me 
or. <laughs> but yeah, what a good guy. And I'm so glad that that. You think of me that. as that less than. You said that was the first but time that I felt any. He loved me. Like real genuine. And it was it because was, I was yeah, in the was mental state that I was in. It was hard for me to accept this is love. This is okay. And it was hard for this me to. Is what it should feel like. It's feel like I was worth like something. It's be an attack. Yeah, it doesn't. Another thing make happened that gross. That the same day was <laughs> your dad came over. Attack. Nope, it wasn't like, that like day. But my dad, it was my dad meaning Uncle Love. My my dad is. Um, I think that's my biological mom. Is that you have the is my to not my just adopted like dad's cousin who uh, is more sister. like a brother. Yeah, I mean, totally. Let's just remind you because all just for the last my for the hundred and thirtieth time. Wife, we're all Polynesians. Um, the way it works is first cousins are all brothers. Yeah, go ahead. And that's just the way. So he came over to the house and he gave me a hug. Brother, you got uh, you know, like love. And for me, that hug was, as I was hugging my uncle, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is appropriate. This is okay. I am okay with him. Well, I am safe with him. You know, that's the first time when you first told me that, it hit me They were, again, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to treat the situation. We're so much alike. We only fight. Each our other because we're so much alike. Lily was very. It just seems uh, like a, our family accurate about that assessment. But anyway, she was right about it. We've been for so many years. Um, anyways, when you first told me about you know, that, better ourselves. It hit me hard about how good of that person my dad is. Like he was such a good person. Because you said this is what this is what I remember. Or hopefully, there's nothing about him like this that we've said. Yeah, but we're not really, saying that it's like, not that, that there aren't going to be traumatic true, events. True, so when traumatic events love. happen, and genuine I can't, fatherly we can't talk love. about it. Yeah, yeah. genuine fatherly, fatherly love, love that I felt from, from We can have these crucial you know, conversations is what that book is Because he knew how much I was hurting. We and can, thought, we can, um, we can, oh, like, sit in safe space. <laughs> <birthday, birthday, laughs> you know, like, like forgiveness doesn't just yeah. like, and, and my mom, my mom's ways. After so she passed so away, she, like, like, you know, she gave, how us, do we, she gave us all. How do we too. forgive and forget? She, and well, she separated where, all of us, and then and Auntie Mella was forget, the one who said, Mom, take them all. But yeah, right. But, but I mean, I so glad never that, forgot that it. Felt that because right. that was right. to this point. Said, but I believe that I had felt any genuine, more than moved like, past it. Right. And just it was, with it was a, yeah, it was a clarifying um, line for me. To be honest, that I believe this is appropriate. This is okay. Has ever forgiven himself. This is what it but should that's feel his like. Process. It's not. We're talking about ours. Yeah, um, it doesn't so, yeah, make you feel gross or dirty um, or like a, <laughs> a little bit attacked, right? Like attention. like you're about to be attacked. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It doesn't you put you on to, high alert. I remember one of my uncles stopping me in the middle really of the road, and looking at me and saying, "Are you okay?" And I looked at him and I was like, "What did I do wrong?" was more like a brother. Yeah, just because we're because we're out of the way it works is first cousins are all brothers uncle. and sisters and that's just the way it <laughs> yeah. is just because so, you didn't really you know, from your brother you got uh, he was my know, uncle like, I could go up love, and hug him and whatever you, and you, if I ever needed anything he was there for me but we didn't have a lot of conversation
conversations. You love you so for him to stop me in the middle of the road, uncle, going that, from one house to the other, real and genuine, it was kind of a, a long and it was moment for me. But it was, it was, it was a, a lot of my um, love aunties and uncles and that was because the uncle that they was were again they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to treat the situation. Because and historically, so, those have family, been the questions that have come out from this it podcast. It seems like a, our family uh, from our first podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with this. So it's just you the way have we've been taught for so many years, and we're just looking to you can always email you know, better ourselves. Process, yeah, put a process in Call, so that for for people who come up behind right? us, that they yes. have a process um, so that they can it out loud. Or hopefully, the there's nothing signal. that like this I that whatever happens. Yeah, happen, but but we're not saying that it's not that there are going to be traumatic events so when traumatic events happen um, we can we can talk about it we can have these critical conversations we can have these crucial conversations is what that book is called (laughs) don't do we can we can um we can like sit in safe spaces and talk to each other about it and know that like forgiveness doesn't just come in one way but it comes in both ways so this, so uh, like wrap you know up, I how guess, do we like this, how do we forget and forget and how do we get to the to, point to where sure that you we know forgive what, and what process we don't have like to forget we can use uh, that but with the, the, to get to the, the point where she learned. she felt to move forward right but I mean I never forgot it right to this point but I believe that I have. Helps you more than moved you know, past it right and just um to be honest i don't believe he has ever forgiven himself no man lives on but that's his process so for those numbers about ours text or call um so yeah there was an outpouring of four four nine zero five a little bit extra attention i remember or you can I remember one of my uncles stopping me in the middle of the road, looking at me and saying, are you okay? And I looked at him and I was like, what did I do wrong? Just because. Like another more outpouring of love, right? Exactly. But it was, it was, it was so out of the blue, out of character for this particular uncle. Yeah. Just because we didn't really. So if he was my uncle, I could go up and hug him and whatever. And if I ever needed anything, he was there for me. But we didn't have a lot of conversations. So for him to stop me in the middle of the road, going from one house to the other, it was kind of a a little shocking moment for me. But it was. It was a little outpouring of love. Yeah, all the questions. Send your questions. That was the uncle that was supposed to get the letter. He literally got it. Want to join us? Aww. If you have your own Fakamoni and you want to join so, us on this podcast, those have been the questions that have come out from this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. For uh, like, our first podcast. Know, like, so if you I, have any questions or comments, just recently, you can always email, text. There's nothing that you can call do on this podcast. Right? That would mean yes. That, that would mean um, you're scream it out loud. Send a smoke so, signal. <laughs> Go ahead, I already can't read like, smoke signals, no so maybe not it's that. A, I'll get my mom to do it. Yeah, yeah. And Debbie is real good at, you know, send a smoke, uh, smoke uh, sid- signal. And you know, put it into a banner and fly it across the sky. That's fine too. Not a big deal. Wendy does a ton of work. Don't do, don't do the banner in the sky. Those rates are 
are kind of expensive. Oh, put it on blip, put it on the billboard, that'd be great. We'll answer the questions there too if you want. This is what So the whole point behind um this this uh wrap up, I guess, like this this second of episode is to just make sure that you know what what process like Kathleen had got went through to get to the point where she she felt something like that healed. Who is not because a healing or a professional or healing yourself helps, in helps like others that. and then in but turn helps you um, that's a you know it's a whole cyclical thing i don't want to turn into a jerry Maguire, but sometimes however, i do like to I want say everybody to help me help you help me if you're gonna be you. if you would like to fun. come onto the show no man lives on an island so for those numbers if you want to text the number text or call phone number is 801-449-0583 again that's 801 one four four nine zero five eight three, or you can reach us at fuckamaoni podcast at gmail.com fuckamaoni is f-a-k-a-m-o-o-n-i p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com if you can't spell gmail get off your email um, we also have um, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok that was just Kathleen's way of saying you can do it. So if you can spell Gmail, it's G like golf, M like Mary, A like Apple, I like India, L like Cleveland.com. You're not going to spell out the com? C like Charlie, O like Oscar, M like Mary, we love you. Oh my goodness. Send all the questions. Yeah, all the questions. Send your questions. And good juju. But also, if you want to join us, if you have your own Fakamoni and you want to join us on this podcast, let us know because we'd love to hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, come on in and, you know, like, there's a thing that I've heard about just recently. It's called trauma dumping. There's nothing that you can do on this podcast that would mean that that would mean that you're eliciting a trauma dump. So, yeah, go ahead. Come on in. I have no idea what that means of course it's it's a it's a crazy it concept i was doing okay, a i was doing a presentation for the uh, afsp and uh, somebody had mentioned what trauma dumping was you gonna explain what and afsp just is about the, the american foundation for suicide prevention so, i do wendy does a ton of work with them for um and so what and so uh, one of the kids actually <laughs> mentioned it up now meaning our, our little that if our somebody died this is what it really um, is. Well, no. If somebody comes in and with, I was gives, thinking we um, end with something a little bit like more positive. Give, uh, unloads well, a lot of what they had gone through in their like childhood wishes, right? to somebody no, who was unable to process something like that. <laughs> I was talking about something a little bit more uplifting. Was or trained into something like she that. wants to talk about something more that's Go what, for it, um, That's a negative term that people have been using and it's called trauma dumping. However, I want everybody to understand did you, that if you're going to be, if you would like to come on to the wait, show and just talk about this, okay. there's, a, there's a full okay, process that Kathleen and I'm I will saying, actually you know, go through when before we even go have online. Questions so or just keep in mind that you are in a safe space, that even if you do come in and we do um, um, go uh, 
so we do put when this I out. It's like we put out live. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we'll talk through whatever it is that you need to talk through. My no, sister. No, we are not saying that we're we professionals not war, by any means. I am trained in certain things, but only for suicide prevention. But that's now it. for those who don't again, know not, about we're not temples, professionals, temples but we're just here to help voices you hear where what, certain what it is that you've gone through, so that way we can talk dead. about it. And then if you do and resources past that, for you're living, absolutely more than welcome to you can take advantage of any of those resources, and we'll point you in the right direction, so that way you can get more help if that's what's going to be needed. For anybody else who would like to go ahead and send your good wishes and well wishes and comments and whatever else, please just go ahead. And reach out to us at Fakamoni Podcast at gmail.com. Text us or even call us and leave messages of how you feel about this podcast and what you would like to talk about next. Because again, we're going through the process, the process looks different for everybody. It's not a one size fits all type of a situation where where it's going to just heal automatically. Because this may take a whole lifetime, so, which again, our you know, it's ward taking or our more religious than, group. You know, um, all of the youth. You so at the age of twelve, that, right? you can actually yeah, well, get well, enough time that you had to work so on they it. Recommend right? you would of meet course. your bishop. Okay. Um, it took me and four years, three, four years to get out of my depression. Can you meet with the state president for youth. That was a fun process. Oh, it was not. not sure. Let me tell you. Yeah, not sure. So, it's like, so you I meet with people and yeah. you get an. So ecclesiastical endorsement. That about does it for our wrap up. We're wrapping it up now. Okay. So our our little. Don't our forget to hit us up. Dive. Um, well, no. Do we want to end with? I was thinking so we end with something a little time, bit more positive. My sister and I were talking. Well, how about is that not positive to call in and, and send in good so well we wishes, because, right? Now, because we just we extended the last podcast. <laughs> I was talking about something a little bit more uplifting. Um, she wants to talk about something upbeat. Go for it, Kathleen. Okay. So. And this is yeah, is and these are also other experiences that you are more than welcome to share. So, wait, wait, we my experiences? Okay, anybody's. Okay, and go for it. I was talking. I'm just saying, you know, when they have questions or right. anything or comments, then they can share those too. I don't feel like I should go um, to the temple. So and when I was standard that you need to be living in thirteen or fourteen temple. And my my sister, sister was like, yeah, me neither. We uh, the so ward, our ward youth group said, "Hey, mom, was going to the temple." Like now, for those who don't know about temples, temples are and sacred places where certain ordinances are performed for both the living and the dead. And worthy. once they have been performed for the living, then you can actually go through the ordinance again. And so do it for the, those who have passed on. And so just so that you know, there's tons now, of temples, like all types of temples, this right? Board, this These are the what she's talking about is um, um, at board. the Salt Lake Temple, um, and this is just a, a situation that happened to Kathleen and her sister Sherry. And anytime um, when they, they were, they were like, only there when they went to the Salt Lake Temple. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Always okay, for and this reason. is part of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Their so temple. I had grown so the, up, you know, the, the, the process at so a different temple might be different. Well, but, the girls, but this is what she's yeah, talking about at this temple. And, yeah. and we weren't 
and we're very true. close so, to them. Our yeah, ward or our boys religious too. group, yeah, um, <laughs> all sure. of now the youth, so at the age of like, 12, you can I actually get a recommend. So the recommend you would meet with your bishop um, and do you meet with the stake president for youth and all the guys? I don't know. She's been so long. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah not sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so you I meet with people and yeah. you get an <laughs> ecclesiastical okay. endorsement. So, but here it comes. It's to like be a able thumbs to up. Through. It's like a thumbs up and a smile. Like yes, Temple. it's all good. And but it's it just a, a simple conversation between you and like and whoever it is that I want to say, is helping you get there. Yeah. Yep. So it's and time. so during and this time, to put our my sister and I were talking about it, and I told her, I was like, and man, I don't feel worthy there, to go. So we were, so because we as a youth group, we were going to the temple, and we were okay, going to do baptisms okay, for those who have passed on. After a baptism is performed, the then you get to do confirmations. And confirmations is when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so, so this is what happened. That we knew this date was coming up. Saw at the counter or and the counter. I was talking with they my sister and I told appointment. her, you know, I don't feel... We did. Um, but they got here first. So. I don't feel like I should go to the so temple. And here's the temple you do, there's a certain standard that you need to be living to in order to attend the temple. We had an appointment. And my sister was like, yeah, me neither. They don't want to disappoint you. So went to my mom. Finally, and said, "Hey, mom, one of the temple workers we don't feel like says, you know what? we don't feel worthy to attend the temple." Some clothing, and my mom looked at me and said, "Cool, is it you so don't feel worthy, or is Christ it that you are not worthy?" In that closet, we go very good distinction we'll there, mother. So, so then my sister and I got our recommend yeah, and we attended and the temple. Now, growing up in this ward, this was a neighborhood ward. Um, we go into the dressing room, but there wasn't a lot of um, girls there. And anytime they were, they were only there for a couple years. Mind you, the boys for some reason were there since I was a baby so I had grown up with all of the boys so I knew them quite well but the girls yeah and and we were were very close to them yeah because you know all of the boys too yeah I know that's true now that I'm thinking about it when we were growing up I told her I was like but we I just only remember a lot of the boys I can't even remember there's probably a couple of the girls but I went to high school with and then that's it but yeah, just a couple, but versus all the guys, so I know all the guys. here we are at the end yeah. of the Yeah, it was one of those words, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> now, okay, so the, here it comes, day of, and we arrive at the temple Salt Lake City over. Temple. And, and it is winter. Says, okay. And I want to say, down, yeah. So it's winter time, and we go to put our coats away. So as a and just we get there and there's a group standing at the counter. So we're just kind of chilling. We're following what our leader's saying. They're telling us, okay, just hold on. Okay, just hold on. We sit there and then we start sitting around. So we're sitting in the coat closet waiting for our turn. 
Um, our leader comes back to us and says, okay, so this is what happened. That group that you guys saw at the counter or see at the uh, counter, they didn't have an appointment. We did. (laughs) But they got here first. So here's the temple workers just trying to scramble to accommodate everyone. Because, again, we had an appointment. They didn't. But, of course, they don't want to disappoint anyone. Finally, one of the temple workers comes up to us and says, you know what, all of you, go grab some clothing to do baptisms in. Cool. So we all go over, after sitting for, I swear, 20, 30 minutes in that closet, we go over and, oh, by the way, there was no chairs in the closet. We just, yeah. <laughs> very uncomfortable we got our temple clothing again my sister and i not the best with the rest of the sisters so we ended up at the end of the line we go into the dressing room to get changed um the rest of the young women in our group had already been changed and are out by the baptismal font Temple worker uh, comes into the dressing room and says, and I need a couple of sisters to do confirmations. Yeah. And then the I look around. The it's just me and my sister. And so <laughs> so we're just like, he puts his hands okay. And he says, so we go in and, and I told her, I was like, but we're in our the, the baptismal clothes. And she says, that's okay. You guys can wear those to finish getting changed and then come out and do confirmations. Okay, we'll do that. Oh, by the way, that is my... So, here we are at the end of the confirmation line. Um, Now, the Salt Lake Temple had two different confirmation rooms. Temple worker comes over, and then she says, Okay, from here... And down, just I need you guys was, to go to the other room. side to do confirmations. So as a line, we just kind of stood up um, and walked wasn't the the second half of the line to the other room. And so all I was thinking went from being the last person in line to being the first person in line. And so we were sitting there, and says, "You called her Sister Thuone." And brother in walks the s- and I'm like, yep, that's my name. In walks the uh, one of the bishopric <laughs> and the temple, a member of the bishopric. Goes, now, oh, mind you, okay, this is ahead. one of so again three Tongan families that were in our ward. <laughs> So, so back then, this was what ninety four, ninety three, and he ends up, and I end up. How old were you? Confirmed. 13 or 14. Oh, yeah. Members of my family. So, yeah, back then, in that in that time frame, time period, there really weren't very many Tongan families. Well, or, or even wards. Because oh, that's true. There was only one. There was Liberty. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, there, was, there, was, there was only a few. There was one. And that was it? That was it. That was Liberty. Jesus Christ. I knew it was, like that was Grandma's ward. <laughs> that was Grandma's ward, yeah. Here we are. So, yeah, it was Liberty, and then Liberty broke up, and over the last, I don't know, it's been like 20 years now. 
There's yeah. what four stakes now? Yeah, it's insane. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, this, out of the three Tongan families out here in Utah, right in Salt Lake. Well, they were. It was just in our ward. There were three Tongan families in our ward. Okay. So us, yeah, the Panisis, which is my aunt and her family. Yeah. And then the the Kongaikas. Yeah. And so okay. he walks in and he puts his hands on my head and he says, Sister Tuone. And members of the church, Jesus that's a temple worker. There's a significance to this. So listen very carefully for those of you who don't know. Um, Sister Tuone, when she was, when he's doing the confirmation. Oh, by the way, that is my maiden name. Sister Tuone, that's the, like, so that is, so he's saying Sister Tuone, but she's thinking that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so he puts his hands on my head and he says, Sister Tuone, temple worker stops him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm just thinking, this is all I was thinking was, let me just grab my stuff and I'll go. Just, just let me get, let me get out because I still have that feeling of unworthiness. Um, even though I wasn't doing anything that I shouldn't have been doing, I still had that feeling. And so all I was thinking was, let me just grab my stuff and I'll go, I'll go, I'll be quiet. I just, just let me go. And um, the temple worker says, you called her Sister Tuone. And Brother Kongrika says, that's her name, Sister Tuone. And I'm like, yep, that's my name. <laughs> and the temple worker just goes, oh, okay, go ahead. So again, Brother Kongrika puts his hands on my head and says, Sister Tuone, calling me by name. And he ends up, and I end up confirming six members of my family of her own family that's why he said sister to all that six members of her own family were actually confirmed that day there was 10 because right after sherry came in and she was able to confirm four more members of our family into the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints here we are in utter chaos since we arrived in the temple, which is the house of God, which is supposed to be a house of order. But all that happened was this chaos, sitting in the cloak closet for 20 minutes, going and getting changed into baptismal clothes, going into one line for confirmation, then getting over into another line for more for confirmations. Just to have that veil opened just so that my family members could be confirmed members of the Church of the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by their ancestors or by their I don't know what the word is for them. By the by people, their, by their, their, their granddaughters, their great-granddaughters, their great-great-great-double-triple-great-granddaughters. We don't know who these people are because she has never said their names. However... No, I only remembered one of their names and I've never been able to find her. So, that's Auntie another Mala, story. It's got to be in Auntie Mellis. So, here's the thing. I'm glad that you even brought this up because, homies, this is for, like, all the 2A1s, okay? This is a special message Uh-oh. for you. Here we go. So You're in trouble now. 
So like here we go. The temple run, like the temple run, and the um and the two the two a one temple run, and then also the Tuone um galaxy search, actually has a lot to do with what Kathleen just talked about. And the thing is that I'm not gonna get into get so much into all of that, but that I want you to all to know that it doesn't. For all of you who doesn't who don't, it doesn't matter whether or not you believe in God so much to me. I don't know about Kathleen. Kathleen probably has a different stance on it. My stance is I'm not in I'm not interested in whether or not you believe in God or even Jesus. I'm interested in whether or not you believe in your family members, which it's going to be hard to negate your great-great-grandfather. You know what I mean? Because if you try to negate your great-great-grandfather, where did you come from? Right? Am I right? Okay. So the whole point I'm trying to make is that that is a very cool, like what Kathleen has just shared with you is a very cool and one of many, 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 many stories that will be coming out in the next pot, like in, like over the next year in, um, and we'll be going into like deep diving into those things. With Fakamooni, we're talking about a testimony that started with um, Kathleen and just started with a simple conversation between her and a friend. And then I came in on the situation because she asked me. And then somebody else asked me to stay. I forced her. Also, somebody else asked me to stay. Grandma. Okay. And whenever <laughs> Grandma says something, I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but even though I might not want to. As much as I love you, Kathleen, I really didn't want to do this podcast. But it is actually very important to talk about, you know, to talk about the things that we're talking about right now. And we talk about process. We're ta- we talked about the process of healing, the process of going through and, and moving from, you know, forgiveness to maybe not forgetting, but just um, re- reframing the like the trauma so that it doesn't necessarily re-traumatize the individual but it also um, offers perspective so that other people can help be healed by that perspective so that so um in in everything that i'm saying i just want to make sure that you all know that in the coming months and in the coming years this podcast is going to be here whether or not you're here to like listen to it but this will be for people who want to know a little bit more about you know their own fakamoani and their own families and how how um how the love between our families continues to keep us together and continues to help us grow um and whether it's it's you participating in either of the um participating in either the family the gal 2a1 family galaxy search or the 2a1 temple run we just want to make sure that you know that you know, there's love there for you, and it's all about the family that you know helped uh, help guide you to this to this moment in your life where you're talking, you're listening to me, and you're listening to Kate. And I just want to say that because it's the truth, and I only like I, I I strive to spit truth these days. If I if I don't, then you know, I guess I get blasted for more than just people on this side of the veil. BTW. So you can go ahead and giggle at that. I don't care. That's fine. So whenever we're talking about the veil, we believe that there is a veil between this life and the next. And sometimes it is very thin. For me, my experience that day in the temple, that veil, I'm not even sure if it was there. Because it was so powerful. And because all of that chaos, all they wanted was to have their their family, their blood sitting on those chairs and confirming them members of the church. 
And it's, it's not something that we had planned or anything like that, but it is something that they wanted more than anything. So as we're talking about different things or if different things come up in your life, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. And like I said, again, regardless of what you feel, how you feel, where you're at, whether or not you even like are into um, church doctrine or the gospel, if you're into your family, be into this fuck of, into this podcast because this is about faith, family, and, you know, like finding a way to um, find forgiveness through healing and being healed and healing others. Am so, I right? Absolutely. So please like, share, let us know how this is going. If you think we're way off base, let us know. That's okay. Feedback please, is feedback. Please tell us the <laughs> I am so ready for a debate. Oh, dear. When I, when, when I get in trouble with uh, certain companies or when certain companies aren't doing what I want them to do, what they had said that they would do, I sick, I sick this lady over here on the... <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm not a bulldog. Not all the time. Just sometimes. Well, wait, yeah. It's one of those things that's in your arsenal. <laughs> but again, we can be reached at 801-449-0583. That's again, 801-449-0583. Or at podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's right. Hit us up. Bye. This is a faith-based Christian podcast for all who are looking to be healed and help heal others. Faith is not what makes things easy. It makes all things possible. Putting faith into action is one of the most difficult things to do. Here at Fakamoani, we wish to inspire and strengthen others in putting our faith into action. <laughs>